Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Red Wings. Today is February fourteenth, Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Nolan. You guys, happy Valentine's Day, Ethan. You know, hey, you know something funny is that I've always played with the idea of uh, like sending flowers to like one of my friends, like you. Like, you know how funny that would be. You should. You get. That you would get make like my day. You get like a dozen roses. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, it might be funny for you. I think it's sweet. Oh man, really? You get like a teddy bear with that? You think you think? I mean, if I, if it was like anonymous, be- if it was anonymous, you know, if you sent it to me, I'd I'd still think it's pretty. Funny. Oh, I would one hundred percent do it anonymous, and I would exactly. never say anything about it. Exactly. So I'd be like, oh, sweet, somebody out there's thinking about me. I think it'd be nice. Uh, that voice is that of Ethan Smith, my co-host today. I, of course, going on longtime Red Wings fan and Detroit sports writer Nolan Bianchi. Can you feel the love in the air, Ethan? Are you feeling uh, love today? Yeah, you know, it's Friday, baby. <laughs> so with the love in the air today, I figured, you know, we would just look back at something, uh, a time, a place in history where we love the Red Wings. And uh, just looking at the schedule this upcoming week, seeing that they play Pittsburgh on Sunday, I figured what better time than to go back and uh, relive one of the, the happiest moments of my Red Wings fandom, which is the 2008 Stanley Cup Finals, when the Red Wings beat the Penguins for their 11th Stanley Cup in franchise history by a final series score of 4-2. to two. Uh, I mean, just a great season for the Red Wings that year. They were 54-21-7, uh, won the President's Trophy. They were 29-9-3 at home, 25 25- uh, 12 and four on the road, just an absolute juggernaut start to finish. And that capped off what was just another special run of the mill season in Red Wings hockey for, uh, let's see, 12 year old Moley. God, we were, I was 13. Yeah. God. Wow. My childhood's gone. I know. Getting old. I still remember like, I still, uh, I'm sure years ago, Nolan, I know, man. That's what I'm saying. Jesus Christ. That, like, it's making me feel old, but it's also making me realize how far back the Wings glory years, oh, like, man. truly were. God, that hurts. And, uh, you know, we're going to get into the series. We're going to kind of take you game by game as we go along here. Uh, but I would, I would argue that this was one of the more satisfying championships in Detroit sports history. Uh, obviously, the Red Wings, like, this, this championship for the Red Wings came at the end of – uh, what was an incredible run. It was their fourth Stanley Cup in 12 years. Um, and just, I think there was a lot of elements to it that kind of uh, that kind of elevated a little bit. You have it being their first Stanley Cup, not one with Steve Eiserman as the captain. So it kind of represented uh, a bit of a onward, upward and onward uh, look at the franchise. Uh, and also they beat the Penguins, who were led by Sidney Crosby. And I think, like, if I remember correctly, the heat on Sidney Crosby at that time was at an all-time high. Oh, yeah. It was when he was still a baby. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I still remember – I don't – I can't think of an athlete who's been as hated as Sidney. Well, let's say, like, in the NHL, I'd be hard-pressed to think of another athlete as hated in Detroit since, I would say. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I was trying to think of something before. I mean, really, it's only like Claude, Claude Lemieux and stuff, but. Yeah, no, and I like mean, after that, I really, I, I mean, Crosby's still hated here with a passion. Yeah, and I mean, just look at the. If, I guess you could argue that maybe it's one of the Blackhawks players because that rivalry did heat up in the years like following that. Nah, that I don't know about that. Oh wait, no, nine. I thought they were uh, just good, two good teams playing each other. Yeah, because you're a fake fan. Nah. You know the sad, fan. the sad thing here too is that so you were rooting for the Blackhawks when they played each other, weren't you? When I was wording, I was, I was, I was. 2010 was a good year. Um, game seven against the Red Wings. That was 2013. Oh my God, that was 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, wow. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting Fake old, fan. whatever. Doesn't Fake matter, fan. I'm getting old. Anyway, what I was going to say here is that when, since Hosa was on Pittsburgh for this, like, I hated Pittsburgh, but every single time Hosa did something, I'd just be like, that was a freaking play. Yeah, yeah I good. bet. Hey, yeah, he's, yeah, good back check there. I think uh, I think Sidney Crosby has had a pretty graceful aging, though. I oh, without I a doubt. Like when you, I mean, obviously there's still fans here that like hate him, like you said, with a passion. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of fans who, because they haven't been like directly confronted by Sidney Crosby, because they haven't played each other in the playoffs since, because the Wings came out of the West in, what, like 2015 or something like that? Yeah. And then that first the, – their first couple years in the East, they got kicked out in the first round by Boston once and then uh, Tampa twice. Yep. So, I mean, like the, the natural rivalry that builds when you play somebody in that big of a game necessarily isn't there anymore. But uh, I think given how long ago that was – I think uh, I think Red Wings fans have started to come around on. I know that I at least uh, some people that I know at least <laughs> have begun to respect him for what he's done in the game of hockey and not necessarily uh, as the captain of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I think yeah, I think it's they've just come to respect his greatness. He's also matured a lot too. I feel. Oh yeah. And maybe that's just be. Maybe I'm just not watching as many like behind the scenes. I'm not watching as many of those YouTube videos, you know, like Sydney Cros- Cindy Crosby cries to ref. <laughs> do you remember? Do you, I used to watch yeah. stuff like that all the time. Just feel your hatred for a player. Yeah, yeah. I got Copy, you. Share to Facebook. <laughs> Who was uh? Just quick sidebar. We're gonna start jumping into the series real quick, but like that. We like talking about the Red Wings facing the Lightning twice. Like that got pretty, that got pretty heated after after a second there. Who was like some of the guys that uh, Red Wings fans hated during that time? It feels so long ago. I remember Tyler Johnson probably is the number one man. Oh, he just tore us apart. Yeah, that guy just killed us. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! And then I there think was Brian Boyle was on that team, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And that, that was, was one of the guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, also Ryan Callahan, when him and Justin Abdelkader. Oh, my goodness. This was Justin Abdelkader's swan song wow. as a Red Wing. Justin Abdelkader, when he beat the living daylights out of Ryan Callahan after, like, to end a loss. Yeah. That was probably what earned him that seven-year contract with a no-trade clause, you think? Yeah. Good I mean, locker room guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's there for the – he's going to take one for the boys. All right, so before game one, we have uh, maybe one of the best moments, if not the best moment of the series. Uh, Red Wings win this one 4 nothing. kind of come out with their hair on fire and just beat down these lowly, lowly Penguins. 
But as they're coming out for pregame warm-ups, Marc-Andre Fleury trips coming out of the tunnel. That's – like, I'm sure he's like, you know, I'm not going to trip here. Make sure you step over this. Make sure you step over this. And then he, then he fell. <laughs> Is that how it usually goes for you? Yep. Oh, man. That was uh, – that was <laughs> – I don't know. Like, I, I'm, in, I'm really interested by the series because I remember looking back and being like, who was the bad guy? And, like, you have the Red Wings who were the big, like, they were the big bad Red Wings. This was their how many Stanley Cup run. They are like, what, sixth, fifth or sixth trip to the finals? Yeah. At a, at a seventh next year or something like that. Uh, and but then you also had the penguins on the other side and like i feel like the whole league kind of collectively didn't like crosby at this time yeah he was a big he was he just you know cry baby crosby yeah uh so mark andre Fleury kind of trips coming out of the tunnel you know from there it's going to be a bloodbath red wings do go on to win by a score of four nothing and uh guess who scored the game winning goal because there are some great game winning goals in here that uh that you're gonna be like wow i haven't heard that name in a while right can you guess? Um, Name that arbitrary God. Red Wings forward. Oh, man. Oh. I thought it was Cleary. No. It's Michael Samuelson on a wraparound. Who had two goals? Wow, Samuelson. I know. Wow. Samuelson, he bounced around. He, uh, he left for a bit after those two. Was he in there for both finals years? I can't remember. But he bounced around. Where yeah, he, he was. He went to he Florida, was. right? Yeah. Florida. I thought he went to, like, San Jose. <laughs> it's definitely possible. Uh, Dan Cleary. <laughs> Just two teams that he never <laughs> see. <laughs> oh, Samuelson totally fits with Florida and San Jose. Dan Cleary did have a goal in that game, uh, though, so you were kind of on the right track. And then uh, Henrik Zetterberg also adding a goal in that game. And the second shutout of the postseason for Chris Osgood, he had 19 saves, uh, though I don't necessarily know that speaks to the uh, skill level uh, of Osgood, but more so to the defense core of the Red Wings who were just – I mean, they shut out the, the – Peng- we'll, we'll talk about game two in a second, but they shut them out in games one and two. No and, one. Uh, no one. Yeah. Don't ever slander Chris Osgood's name. That Why? guy should be in the Hall of Fame. You think so? I, I, yeah, he's doing. He was my favorite goalie growing up, so it's a little biased, but. No, I mean, I don't think he doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. He, awesome. I mean, he had a great series. He had a 9.30 save percentage. Yeah, uh, he should have been MVP. I mean, yeah, very well, possibly could have, especially when you look at like just the. <laughs> I wasn't slandering Chris Osgood, bro. Whatever. Don't ever say, oh, no, if he was, if he was him for good defense. Osgood was sick, 19 saves. Hey, man, got to stop the puck. If the goalie doesn't have a good game, you're not going to win. No, Ozzie's I'm not goal. disputing that. But the Red Wings scored four, so, I mean, yeah, if he let in three goals, that would be an awful, awful, awful save percentage, but the Red Wings still would have won, you know? Listen, I'm not, I'm not, you know, speaking, I'm not speaking ill of, uh, it's, it's Chris no, no, it's okay. We can go on to game two where you got another shout out. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So he has another game shout out, uh, a shout out in game two, <laughs> but only, only 22 saves in this one. So let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Just, just 22 saves. What do you think about that one? That's 41 saves in two games. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can only stop how many they, they shoot at you, right? Yeah. You can only, you can only do what you gotta do. Hey, did his job perfectly for two games in a row, and the, 
you know, in the finals. Uh, guess who had the game-winning goal in game two? Another uh, – he's a defenseman. I'll give you that. Um, oh, was Andreas Lilly on the team? That He did not score in the playoffs. That's not my guess. I know he, he didn't on, score. He was I, on the team. I know yes, he, he didn't score. He was a minus one. Was it like Brett Labda? He had Labda? no points and no assists. No, Brett, Brett Labda was all, also had no points and no assists in six games. Man. This guy, oh, well, he's, uh, he was the second leading scorer for the Red Wings in the postseason. I don't think you're going to guess it. You're going to run out of guesses before you guess what? it. What? He uh, Give me one more hint. He used to play in San Jose. You'll get it. Brad Stewart. Yeah. Brad Stewart, one goal and four assists. Ooh. Five points. Me there. Almost, uh, almost tying Henrik Zetterberg, who won the Conn Smythe in this series, uh, for the most points out of all the Red Wings. Man, oh, man. Get this. All right. So while we're on the topic, you got Zetterberg with six, Stewart with five, Samuelson with four, three goals and one assist, Filpula with four, and Rafalski with four, and Datsuk with four. So those are your top, like, wow, six scores. That's a pretty good, like, diverse mix of, like, depth scoring, star scoring. Like, just what an all-around incredible team. But, you know, Andreas Lilia, though, while we're (laughs) – he did have six penalty minutes, so he did definitely leave his mark. That was uh, tied for the second most out of all Red Wings in that series. Man, life is – I'm, like, I'm just looking through these names now. Malpy, McCarty, Draper. I know. I forgot Darren McCarty was on that team until I went back and, uh, like, started doing a little bit of research for it. What a what a return! What a what a comeback! Oh man, grind them back together. I know. I feel like we don't talk about that enough. But whatever. Uh, Holmstrom and Philpula scored in that one. That one too. Thomas Holmstrom, another guy that just kind of gets buried on this roster. Like, goodness gracious! I mean, he was. was I went went to a Red Wings practice once with uh, a team I used to play on, and after the practice, Lindstrom just lined up like. 100 150 pucks on the blue line and he just walked down the blue line and homer was in front of the net and he's and he tipped every single one in the net oh, and not it. not one hit the glass not one hit the boards lindstrom didn't miss the net he wasn't shooting right in the middle like he's shooting like a foot off the boards and lindstrom or homer would just tip it like perfectly like 40 degrees into the net it was wild to watch he was incredible he and really also was. also <laughs> It's really funny to think about in hindsight now, but if you want to talk about iconic photos, that picture of him with Kid Rock when uh, <laughs> Kid Rock's wearing the shirt that says like made in Detroit and they're looking at each other. That's a, that's an yeah, iconic photo. Man, Sad to man. see the fall from grace from uh, our, our friend from Romeo, Mr. Rock, but uh, <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, those are some, <laughs> what a weird time. Uh, game three, Penguins finally win three to two. Uh, Crosby gets Pittsburgh on the board for the first time this series and the first time in the game. Uh, he has two goals to open it up. Uh, Hosa assisted on the first. That would be a little bit of foreshadowing. Uh, now, how did you how did you uh, put your love for Hosa aside? Like, did, weren't you devastated for him when this series ended? Yeah, yeah, it really sucked. And like, I mean. I really want, I wanted Detroit to win over Hosa because 
I mean, it was Pittsburgh. And, like, I'm sorry, but you shouldn't have – I mean, I think he got traded there at the trade deadline. And then he came here for a year. And that was awesome. Put up 40 goals. Not a big deal. <laughs> this probably the, that was probably the best year of my life. That was so much fun. Which year? The one that uh, Pittsburgh and Detroit were in? or The year that he played for Detroit and they lost in the finals. Oh, yeah. Well, that sucked. That was heartbreaking. Yeah, that was awful. Then, I mean, that was that's doubly bad for you because Hosea lost and the Red Wings lost. It was it was it was tough. I didn't. I never saw Crosby lift the cup or anything, and I still don't watch it. Really? Just, I just remember. I just. I literally just after. I saw time run out, and then I just left the living room, and I just went in my room for like the rest of the night. And back that, then, I didn't. I didn't have a TV in my room. I just literally just stared at my wall. <laughs> I think I just went to bed. Oh man, that was a heartbreak. Like, sorry to bring down the awful. bring. Sorry to bring down the the joy with all of this other sad talk, but uh, man, what a what a sad end to the 2009 series. Like, given the crossbar that oh. Lidstrom hit, and then that huge or was it Cronwall? I think it was Cronwall hit Cronwall, it with, like it in the final Cronwall. minute, and then Fleury come. Like, those were two prime chances where you're like, we're not going to lose to these guys, and then they did. La- uh, last cup, home. last cup lifted at in Joe Lewis too. I didn't think about that. Uh, game four, Hosa and Lindstrom, or Lidstrom. I said it the wrong way. I've been saying too much Gustav Lindstrom lately. Uh, they both score in the first period, and guess, guess which wings forward was the hero of this one? I think I remember this one. It's a backhander. It was Philpla? No. Play on the Calgary Flames. What? Hoodler? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, wings later, kill a five-on-three penalty. Uh, huge play by Zetterberg to stop Crosby from receiving a backdoor pass. That, to me, was one of the defining moments of that series. Uh, if you go, and, I mean, I don't know if you'll be able to find the exact highlight, but uh, really just lays a, a chomper right down on Crosby as he's looking to receive I remember that. Uh, yeah. And then game five, I mean, that, that one was an instant classic. Red Wings obviously on the wrong side of it, but always uh, an intense night when the, or when the cup is in the building. And uh, I, watched some of the, I watched some of the game or like the condensed games from this series. And man, uh, was Joe Lewis an electric, electric place to be. Man, I remember staying up for that, this whole game. And it was it 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 was such a letdown, but it was so late that I was so ready for the game to be over. <laughs> like when it was when it finished, I'm like, all right, whatever. I still have more hockey to watch. I, don't I know, and it was Peter Sikora who uh, who taught or who won the game, so it was like, whatever. Yeah, you know, it's if it would have been Crosby. Crosby or Malkin yeah. or like uh, who was another guy that was hated in that series? I feel like I feel like uh, Ryan Malone was kind of a, a bastard back then. Uh, who else yeah, was on that team? Hated. Matt Jesus. Cook. Matt yeah. Cook. Everybody hated Matt Cook. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if Talbot you're going to – Talbot was a piece of shit. Yeah, too. yeah, he was. And he had uh, – I can't remember. Oh, he had a big goal in, the, in game six. But uh, – oh, wait, no, he tied it up in this one with 40 seconds left. So that one did kind of hurt. But uh, – yeah, I mean, just watching videos of this one, like when the cup is in the building, Red Wings go down 2-0. Uh, Philpula makes it 2-1. It's an electric scene. Kirk Malpe has the leap of the century on the celebration, like jumping into the pile. And I just can't – it's like, man, I completely forget that there's a time where Red Wings hockey games look like that. Because, like, it's one of those where, like, 
dude, I just miss this so much. Where like the the cameras on the glass, like going down the dasher there, and the whole thing is just rocking back and forth. And the oh my, just I get chills. I miss it, it so much. <laughs> oh man. But game six though, that was that was that was good times only for the Red Wings. Uh, Rafalski makes it one nothing in the first. Filpula puts the Red Wings up 2-0 in this one. Uh, Chris Osgood, again, was great. I don't know how many saves he had in this one, but uh, when watching the condensed game, I did notice there were a couple uh, couple of big ones that don't show up on the, the stat sheet necessarily. But uh, Getting over to stop Hosa with, like, a second left, too. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, Zetterberg scores the game winner of this one, probably seals his con Smythe, and, uh, unfortunately, Fleury kind of gets dumped on to start the series. By tripping out of the tunnel, he gets dumped on to end the series. Zetterberg shoots it right towards his five hole. It's a bit loose. And I completely forgot about this goal, but he just like, nobody knows where it is. He sits down and it just squirts from his, uh, squirts from his pants into the back of the net. Oh, and like, I've never seen a goal go in like that in my life. Like where you sit on it and it's not like, you know, loot. Like he sat on the puck and the puck was flat. And just the way he sat on it, it just slid into the net at like up two miles an hour. It's yeah. not like it was like rolling. It was just he sat on it and it goes, nope, see you later. I'm going to the net now. No, yeah. And he did So weird. Like he didn't knock it in. Right. Like was, there was no – it was literally sit on, squirts out. Just doesn't make any sense. Uh, Gonchar scores in the final minute to make a 3-2, which, as Ethan just brought up, makes that uh, save by Chris Osgood right before time expires – uh, the biggest save of the series, you could argue. Um, biggest save of his career. Win. Biggest save of his career. Uh, it's also a great – like I love this Stanley Cup celebration because the Red Wings are all wearing white and uh, Mellon Arena is also whited out. So, honestly, aesthetically, yeah. it kind of looks pretty, uh, pretty great and looks like they might be in their own barn besides a lack of cheering. Uh, one last thought that I had when going through this series – uh, a great, we talk about goal horns and goal songs a lot on the series, a great, great series regarding goal songs. The Red Wings, I completely, like we talked about what it was uh, maybe last week on one of last week's shows, but the Red Wings, it was, uh, are y'all ready for this? Yeah, that was freaking that was way more hype than I thought of just the Hey, Hey hockey town. I think they played that for, you know, like regular season games, but once they got to the playoffs, it was uh, y'all ready for this. And then Pittsburgh's was the, that's a good one. Yeah. Which is just like, those are two just really like teams shouldn't overthink their goal song. It doesn't have to be unique. Like use the same one as the, the somebody else. If it's a great one, use it. I think that's a great example of teams not overthinking their goal song. And really, don't stop believing, too, when we're up by, like, two or three with, like, two minutes to go in the third, and it comes on, like, right on, like, almost like coming off, like, a TV timeout, and they just time it perfectly to where it cuts off as the puck's being dropped, and the crowd keeps singing it. Oh, there's nothing like it! Well, I was going to say, a video that you guys should go watch... if you go on, if you go on YouTube and look up the "Don't Stop Believing," it's from like the watch party inside Joe Louis Arena for Game Six, and like the place is crowded. Uh, to watch it on like that tiny, that tiny stupid, jumbotron, uh, jump like the yeah, world can't really call it a jumbotron, <laughs> a mini jumbotron. Oh man, you had it set to M for Minitron. <laughs> 
but yeah, if you have the time, I think that's something that will really brighten up your Friday, especially if you don't have any love in your life. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Is go, you Day. guys go get yourself a, a pint of ice cream, some chocolate, and you go on YouTube and you watch old Red Wings highlights. That's how, honestly, that might be how I end up spending my Valentine's Day. I'm in this lonely. hotel room in Cleveland. I'm, I'm lonely. <laughs> Dude, like, there's, not even, there's nothing you even do in Cleveland. No, no what, are you doing? what are you doing in Cleveland? Have I you am, said uh, what you were doing? No, I didn't. I... <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in Cleveland? I'm seeing a professional tennis tournament. It's going to be great. I've never emceed anything before. I've never Is Djokovic done anything. There? No, no. I thought they just did that stuff at like Wimbledon and stuff. No, 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 no. Is See, Rafi, I'll, is I'll send Rafael you Nadal, is Nadal there? I'll send videos. No, he's not. I think oh, He couldn't make okay. it this weekend, I think. Sharapova? No, she couldn't be in Cleveland this week either. So. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, it hasn't really started yet. I, <laughs> so I had to come in a couple of days early because of the, uh, the little snow emergency that it looked like we were about to have for a second there. And uh, so I've just been chilling for like the past 27 hours, 20, 24, 25 hours, 26, whatever. Uh, and yeah, tomorrow is when the real action starts. So I'll have, I'll have an update for you guys on that on the other side of this weekend. Maybe I'll post some videos to the Lockdown Red Wings page. Oh, you should totally do it. Uh, anything else from the series that you want to you wanna touch on? I, I don't know if there's anything that we missed. We didn't have uh, a, you know, we only got like 25 minutes to, to run through this thing, but. You know, let me think. Hosa went to the finals the year after that and the year after that. Um, Dude, I sorry, will be in the Hall of Fame. Um, the Marion Hosa episode. Yeah, it's probably the most I'll ever get to talk about him. I remember uh, that following year when they played against uh, – when the Blackhawks played Philadelphia, like – I didn't believe that the Patrick Kane goal went in simply because of the Marion Hosa curse. I was like, it didn't go in. There's no way. The series can't end. This can't happen. The Blackhawks can't be Stanley Cup champions. Marion Hosa can't be Stanley Cup champions. He's a traitor. But he did. But he was a traitor for us first, so I guess I can't really hate him for that. Uh, well, yeah, if you don't have any love in your life, or even if you do have love in your life and we're looking for a little bit more, uh, go on to YouTube, look up that journey. Don't stop believing video. It'll really brighten your spirits. And uh, we certainly love you. So at the end of the day, at least you got, you got two of us, right? Definitely. And uh, we will be happy to have you on the other side of this weekend. Uh, Monday, we got probably have a bit of a pack show. If we don't do an interview on that day, uh, I'm still going to be traveling. So we'll see how it ends up with that. And, uh, but yeah, we got a game against, uh, the, the New Jersey devils on Thursday. That's going to take place shortly after we record this episode and, uh, big games on, on Saturday and Sunday against the Bruins and Penguins. Let's go baby. Three no against Boston. (laughs) We'll see you guys guys on Monday after Ethan's prediction comes. Yeah. Take it easy.